0: Hey there, Sister Catherine here at Touching the Sunrise podcast. And today I'm with Jeanette for another conversation on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm
1: delighted to be
0: here, Sister. And today we're going to be talking about the highest gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of wisdom. wisdom. So that's exciting. Um, but I want to start maybe 30 or 40 years ago <laughs> when I was a young sister. And I remember um, being in their Staten Island convent. and. At that time, Father Bruno Forte, who's a theologian and a friend of our community, was actually offering a retreat on that day. And he gave us the prayer of St. Elizabeth of the Trinity um, on paper to pray together, and his whole retreat conferences were on that prayer. And um, at that time, it was a beautiful prayer, and I was taken by it, and I will be sharing it with you as we go along here. But um, at that time, I had no familiarity with the writings of Elizabeth of the Trinity, who, of course, is a Carmelite and now is also a saint. Um, she lived in Dijon, France. Dijon, Dijon, France, <laughs> in the early 20th century. Um, but this most beautiful of prayers has really become a building block of my own spirituality and and I hope that sharing it with you, you some you might find it also a, a good foundation for, for looking at how we how we adore God, how we worship God, God's presence, the Trinity's presence. Yeah. It is truly in is our life. Prayer. Yes. He used to call the Trinity my three. Yeah, my three. <laughs> I love it. So um, but Elizabeth of the Trinity found a complete spiritual doctrine really in this sense that she had of, of the presence of the divine person persons living in the innermost part of her soul. So there was a real intimacy there with my three, her three. So she learned that she's being recreated at every moment by God's presence in her. And we, too, are being recreated at every moment by God's presence in us. So so through our baptismal uh, grace, when we were baptized, we became a spiritual temple in which the Holy Spirit, along with the Father and the Son, they come and they make their abode in us. Um, Just a little quote from her. She wrote many letters, and I remember reading her life, And she would actually stay up at night when everybody else went to bed and keep a little candle burning, writing these letters Uh to her friends and also to her mother, sharing her spiritual um, teaching in a sense, just wanting everybody else to have what she had found. So this is just a little quote to a friend. Did I tell you my name in the Carmel is Marie Elizabeth of the Trinity To me, this name means a special vocation. I love this mystery of the Trinity so much. It is an abyss in which I am lost. I am Elizabeth of the Trinity. That is, Elizabeth fading away, losing herself, letting herself be seized by the three is that beautiful?
1: That is beautiful.
0: Yeah. This special vocation that's expressed in this little quote from a letter she wrote to her friend, this, this special vocation really became the whole meaning of her life. This presence of God is so good. You know, it is there in my deepest self, in the heaven of my soul, she writes, that I love to find him since he never leaves me. God in me, I in him, that is my life. So I wanted to share with you just parts of that prayer. It is, it is kind of lengthy, but I'll, so I'll remove some of the parts. But um, if you're interested, I'll put that also on the podcast uh, notes, and you can find it easily on the internet. So the prayer to the Trinity of St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. O my God, trinity whom I adore, help me to become utterly forgetful of myself, so that I may establish myself in you, as changeless and calm, as though my soul were already in eternity. Let nothing disturb my peace, nor draw me forth from you, O my unchanging God, but at every moment may I penetrate more deeply into the depths of your mystery. O my beloved Christ, crucified for love, I long to be the bride of your heart. I long to cover you with glory, to love you even unto death. Yet I sense my powerlessness and beg you to clothe me with yourself. Identify my soul with all the movements of your soul. Submerge me Overwhelm me. Substitute yourself for me, so that my life may become a reflection of your life. Come into me as a as redeemer, and as savior. O eternal word, utterance of my God, I want to spend my whole life listening to you, to become totally teachable, so that I might learn all from you. O consuming fire, spirit of love, overshadow me so that the word may be, as it were, incarnate again in my soul. May I be for him a new humanity in which he can renew all his mystery. And you, O Father, bend down towards your poor little creature. O my three, immerse yourself in me so that I may be immersed in you, until I go to contemplate in your light the abyss of your splendor.
1: That is truly beautiful. Mm. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, yeah. I think it's important for us to distinguish a couple of things here, and one of those is that the gift of wisdom is inseparable from charity, Mm -hmm. Um, that we cannot have one without the other we it's it's through the gift of wisdom which of course is a gift it's supernatural it's not something we do ourselves that's how we can judge rightly concerning god and divine things and distinguish the ultimate and highest causes under a special instinct and movement of the holy spirit the word that that saint thomas aquinas uses when he talks about this is connaturality. Did I pronounce that correctly? I'm not even sure. <laughs> I read words and don't know how they're said.
0: Um, I love that idea of how it's inseparable from charity. Yeah. And I know before we started this podcast, we talked about it just a briefly. But after having read that prayer and talked about Elizabeth of the Trinity, she, she wouldn't have been able to write that way if she did not love God so much. And we were looking at, uh, we're gonna go into some of the differences between these virtues, but it's not just understanding, mm-hmm. um, a, a supernatural understanding is something that's really also connected to and prompted by this fire of love right. that makes right. it such a i i guess that's part of what makes it
1: one of the highest gifts well it is because it's sort of the the culmination of the others isn't it <clears throat> mm-hmm. that each of them builds into yeah. what becomes with the gift of wisdom yeah yeah that the gift of understanding really helps us to decide whether something is mm-hmm. consistent with the word of God and the mm-hmm. law of God. Mm-hmm. But once we have that, mm-hmm. it contributes toward having wisdom. Mm-hmm.
0: And wisdom and knowledge, then, are distinguished really according to our objects, because wisdom, as we just saw, pertains to God and the things of God. And knowledge pertains to created things and how they relate to our final end. Right And um, and wisdom, it differs also from counsel. Because right. counsel helps you to, as you become uh, the, having this greater insight really into, into God's will, into God's love, into the truths of our faith, how do you live that out? How do you apply it? Right. How do you share it with others? You know, How do you make those decisions that then, make your life really in conformity, like an outflowing of the gifts that you received from the Holy Spirit. So, but here we're talking, really about the gift of wisdom.
1: And I think it's important that we distinguish between the virtue of wisdom and mm-hmm. the gift of wisdom um, because we can get the virtue of wisdom by working hard at it. Mm-hmm. This is something we can do for ourselves. It's a human effort um it isn't as attainable and it's not as high as the gift of wisdom that we're given from the holy spirit but it doesn't mean we don't keep working at the virtue Mm -hmm. the gift of wisdom it's pretty simple it comes from asking god for it if Mm -hmm. you want to have the gift of wisdom you have to ask for it Mm -hmm. um and and that's exactly what you were saying that elizabeth the Mm -hmm. trinity um Mm -hmm was doing that just she just wanted to be filled with God and and, and mm-hmm. filled with her three
0: and that prayer wasn't the day after her profession oh, you know <laughs> that prayer came later on in her journey of course right. her journey wasn't that long because she died in her 20s but um she too longed for and begged for um this growth in her this transformation this Ability to leave herself behind, to forget herself, to fade away so that only God remained. So as you're saying, you, she asked for that gift. She begged for that and gift.
1: And you must be really aware of what it is you're asking for. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just say, oh, God, please give me the gift of wisdom, unless you're willing yeah. to, to, to not just work at it with the virtue of wisdom, but also give yourself up and, mm-hmm. and empty yourself mm-hmm. and become smaller. And yeah. that's a big step. It's not it is. it's not for the faint of heart and it's something you really need to pray over mm-hmm. before you ask for something like this. Mm-hmm. And it's also it's what once once you're given the gift it's this different kind of knowledge, it's this different kind of knowing and judging, mm-hmm. um, and that goes back to what St. What Thomas Aquinas was saying about con-naturality, mm. which is the gift of wisdom, the Holy Spirit, and I become one. Mm. And that's what establishes this sort of harmony ah. of sympathy, mm-hmm. it's a dynamic unity, and so it means what he knows about the things of God and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, what happens as the Holy Spirit and I become one is that the Holy Spirit establishes a harmony of sympathy. I love mm. that that phrase, um, a dynamic unity, so that what the Spirit knows about the things of God and everything else is what I can see too. I see with the Holy Spirit's own eyes, and by this gift of wisdom, the Holy Spirit shares with me and with you His view, His vision of how all things, all beings, whether first being or created being, how all of that fits together, mm. um, which is true wisdom, because it's and essentially it's letting you see the whole picture. As human mm. beings, we see little parts of it, mm-hmm. um, but, but this is the whole thing. This is everything. Um, St. Thomas goes on to point out that this vision that comes from the gift of wisdom is like not unlike the virtue of wisdom is the fruit of love for Mm -hmm. him the practical intellect's judgment is ultimately determined by inclination rather than by thinking things through which Mm -hmm. is an interesting thing coming from saint thomas Mm -hmm. aquinas who's one of the great minds the great thinkers of the church Mm -hmm. and even he is saying this is not about thinking Mm -hmm. it through this comes Mm -hmm. from this gift
0: and you remember at the very end of saint thomas's life After thinking things through Mm -hmm. (laughs) in theology, at the very end he had a vision or experience in prayer, and no one. He never. I don't think ever said what that was. But he put down his pen and he said, "Everything I have written is straw." Yes. And he never wrote again. That's right. So that was that moment of wisdom, where he saw, tasted, was one with. Exactly, wow.
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, in a sense, practical judgment becomes truth by agreement with desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the two are, are, are together and inseparable. So the intellect becomes what Thomas calls the disciple of love. I love oh, how that. how beautiful. So mm-hmm. it's not that you're abandoning your intellect. You're not abandoning mm-hmm. your mind. Um, you're having it subsumed into this Holy Spirit and into love and into charity, as you were saying earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And it's ultimately love that's going to teach us how to judge. And it's love that gives the right judgment. And that's what wisdom is about. Here the object isn't grasped by investigation. It's not by study. It's not by long hours of pondering the text but it's delivered over to the docile intellect. That's another really good Aquinas expression Mm. where, again, the intellect is at service of love. The intellect Mm. is at service Mm. of wisdom. Um, In practical judgment, and even more so in wisdom, we know wisely because we love rightly. Mm -hmm.
0: We can only
1: know wisely because we love rightly.
0: I, I don't know if this is true, but in a sense when you're trying to, um, we were talking about this before we began, looking around at everybody who's giving their opinions (laughs) all over the place in comments and um, talks and YouTubes and everything else. All this information coming at us and it isn't necessarily, we have to figure out who's right and who's wrong, but a really good question is who loves rightly? Yes. Yes whose love is is obviously there in the right place and because there's something different about the way the holy spirit is guiding their judgment right yeah right yeah
1: right exactly Exactly. That That's the amazing thing about as we've looked through all these gifts is how mm-hmm. applicable they are mm. even in a day and age mm-hmm. like ours where you would think, oh, well, things were different in Thomas Aquinas' mm-hmm. time. Now we have social media. No, things aren't different. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of taking these same principles yeah. and applying them. Yeah. So it's 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 because the Holy Spirit has poured the love of God into us, and St. Paul said the love of God has been poured out in us. Because the Holy Spirit does that, the loving that's directed to God and by God, and the loving that God directs to all that he's made, because of that loving in us, we are wise with God's own wisdom. That's such a tremendous thing to say. And as we understand a friend because we love him or her, so we come to understand God by loving him. Wow.
0: Yeah. I'm switching this a little bit Mm -hmm. in a slightly different direction. Um, You know... Often, you know, have you ever wondered what to say when you pray to God? I think a lot of people ask that. How do I know if I'm praying correctly? How do I know what to do if I sign up for an hour of Eucharistic adoration? And What am I supposed to be doing while I'm there? And do you wish you had a simple way of praying that even in the midst of your busy day when you can't get away, you're looking for just some way to be in the presence of God to find that Connaturality, connection, connection, harmony. The Holy Spirit with my three, as Elizabeth of the Trinity would say. and, Mm -hmm. And actually, what she would teach us is to withdraw into the center of our soul and simply rest. She doesn't give us a huge method to withdraw into our soul and to rest there. So we could simply say, for example, a few words to the Holy Spirit, such as, Lord, the one you love is sick and that line of course comes from the message that Mary and Martha sent to Jesus when Lazarus was dying right. and so there are so many lines in the psalms in scripture in the gospels um, in the, the wonderful um, larger than life story of Moses or Abraham that we can take just one line and say that Lord the one you love is sick and we quietly allow the divine persons simply to communicate with one another right there in our own soul not intruding our own words our own ideas our own petitions but allowing you know the father to to love the son to to continuously you know give love and beauty and glory to the son and the son's whole experience of surrender and love and obedience and returning of that love and this holy and the Holy Spirit is that that huge gift of love that comes from their love. just this whole communication that's happening within you mm-hmm. and within me to simply allow that to be. And not to like excuse me, I, I, I need a right. petition here and excuse me, I have something to say. But just to adore and, and
1: almost like to learn from Jesus how to be with the Father. Right. You know? Right. I think that we make the mistake sometimes of thinking of wisdom as just this separate intellectual exercise. Right. And wisdom is really being able to love and mm-hmm. learning to love mm-hmm. and having that love. Um mm-hmm. Between us and the mm-hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
0: Yes, yes. That that was a, a phrase, Lord, the one you love is sick. You could also take an image, so to in spirit, just bow before God, who abides within you, in the same way that Moses took off his shoes and knelt before the burning bush. You can even imagine imagine the burning bush right within you. That burning bush from which God spoke and and simply be there to listen, to receive. So as we said before, Elizabeth of the Trinity wrote so many letters trying to help her friends and her mother to really enter into the treasured abiding place of God that was within each of them. So another little passage from a letter is, or a prayer that she wrote and shared, Make my soul your cherished dwelling place, your home of rest. Let me never leave you there alone. But keep me there, all absorbed in you, in living faith, adoring you. So it belongs to the gift of wisdom to contemplate the divine. It's a special instinct. It's a movement of the spirit by which, as we saw with Elizabeth, we're able to penetrate the very life of the Trinity. Not just, a, oh, I have a Better insight into it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's really super. It's <laughs> to penetrate into the very life of the Trinity. So those who experience the power of this gift of wisdom really understand the words of the psalmist. And we're all familiar with this from the song that we sing in our parishes. Taste and see how good the Lord is. So it doesn't say know how good the Lord is. Right. Remember right. how good the Lord is. You do have Think to do that. It. Think, Think about it. And th- those we do too. The Psalms tell us to do those things. But in Psalm 34, it's saying more, taste it, see it, how good the Lord is to you, to the world, to the universe. The word taste means that there's a certain delight mm-hmm. that is more than just feeling it or excitement about it there's a delight in it that comes from almost like a deeper organ than our heart that's able to receive the spiritual impulse from the spirit. So there's an impulse that truly is divine that gives us our hearts or that gives our hearts um, an ineffable joy. uh, It's a joy that seems to be from heaven itself. And indeed the gift of wisdom is surpassed only by the beatific vision, which will be ours, of course, in
1: eternity. That's profound, that's profound. Well, I'm gonna turn back to another theologian farther back than Thomas Aquinas, and talk about St. Augustine, Mm. who wrote that wisdom is the knowledge of divine things. It allows us to see things from God's perspective, which is very much what Aquinas was saying, just Mm -hmm. in different language. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a French author who wrote a book called The Three Ages of the Interior Life, and he said, the gift of wisdom, the principle of a living contemplation that directs action enables the soul to taste the goodness of God. And there's your taste again. Mm -hmm. Enables the soul to taste the goodness of God To see it manifested in all events, even in the most painful, since God permits evil only for a higher good, which we shall see later, and which it is sometimes given us to glimpse on. Mm -hmm. I think that's just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. The gift of wisdom enables us to better understand how God will often allow crosses to enter our lives in order to bring about a greater good. And this is, of course, the ultimate question of people, Mm -hmm. the question of Mm -hmm. pain, the problem of pain. Why is there Mm -hmm. pain? Wisdom allows us to say, it's not my plan, it's Mm -hmm. God's plan, Mm -hmm. and God knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. We may never comprehend exactly what that greater good is. We may never see the reason for all this. But our faith tells us we'll be much more inclined to trust God's judgment with Mm -hmm. the gift of wisdom. And souls that are under the Holy Spirit's gift of wisdom love God because He is infinitely good and lovable. Mm They love God for his own sake, not for any human motive or self-interest because he'll give me what I ask for, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, they, love, they love God because they see God within them. They see God also in all things, in the smallest details of their lives. And in a special way, they see God in their neighbor. And that's what comes back to that mm-hmm. um, charity and love that are part of this gift mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. It's the gift of wisdom that allows us to see Christ in the poor, to see Christ in those who suffer, and to see Christ in the heart even of the enemy. Mm -hmm. They are happy to deprive themselves putting the interests of others before them. And when the Spirit actively operates inside us with the gift of wisdom, we don't judge things from a purely natural and human point of view. When things don't develop the way people want them to, it's not surprising they accuse others of deliberately or inadvertently being the cause of their problems. But true spiritual people, wise people, people who have received the gift of wisdom, evaluate things, even unfortunate or contrary events. They do it from God's point of view and in a supernatural light with a spirit of equanimity.
0: So I guess the big question for us right now is, in front of such a powerful and amazing gift of the Holy Spirit, what can we do to dispose ourselves to receive an always more um, powerful and intense activation of that gift in our lives? So one thing we can do is to, to really make a habit of asking God To show us where he is at work and all the events of our life. Um, Even if we can't understand what is happening, to make an act of faith that God, who is within you, does hold you safe in his hands. And secondly, to make God the center of your life. To minimize things in your life that, that you don't need anymore. To refocus on what God wants to do with you and in you. And it's through acts of love for God and service to others that we can ban into flame this more intentional charity that we were speaking about so that um, as we long for that gift, as we ask for that gift, we're growing more and more in this um, capacity to receive something that, as, 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 uh, as we said of Thomas at the end of his life, Elizabeth in that prayer, They're almost unexpected surprises of the Holy Spirit that are above and beyond anything they could even imagine that totally do change them forever. They do do change us forever. So we can, though, make our way as we go in our daily life in this way of of trusting that God is here, that God um, is at work in our life, making him the center of our life and fanning into flame this, this intentional charity.
1: The Spirit's gift of wisdom is what strengthens our faith, it fortifies hope, it perfects charity, and promotes the practice of virtue in one's life. It enlightens the mind so we can better appreciate divine things, put God first in our lives, as you were just saying, and judge what will be helpful and what can be an obstacle to reaching heaven. And I just want to share one line out of Ecclesiastes that says, Wisdom gives life to the one who possesses it.
0: Let us pray. Come, Spirit of Wisdom, make known to us the power and beauty of heavenly things. Teach us to love them above all the passing joys and satisfactions of this earth. Grant that we may always put the things of God first in our life until that day when we are united with you forever in heaven. Amen. Amen. The old adage is, you are the friends you keep. So if you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to the Touching the Sunrise Heartwork Community. The community is an intentional group of pilgrims on the way to our eternal homeland. It's where we know and live our citizenship as already in heaven. It's a place where you can ask your hard questions and and walk with ever-growing strength in this veil of tears with a bit of heaven in our hearts. So if you have a hard question, or if you're just looking to grow spiritually, if you if you want a place to, to be able to live the Holy Spirit's gifts more consistently, I invite you to find support along the way at touchingthesunrise.com. There you can find my group on Facebook, sign up for my bi-weekly letter, Touching the Sunrise, or participate in the Heartwork community. So I hope I see you around. And may the spirit who has been poured out upon you flood your spirit with a new and radiant dawn. God bless.